San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for KFMB 760 or uh, TuneIn Radio, you can hear this show on any device as it airs. And all these podcasts are commercial-free on IYMoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, a best-selling author, an accomplished marathon runner, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Joe, but here's my story. <laughs> so it's actually not tonight. We're taping this show on a Tuesday, so our guest, Brenda Geiger, attorney at law, can use this show for social media purposes to promote a big book signing she has on the same day that we're airing the show. Ah. Saturday. But anyway, driving over here, right? Um, I was running an errand. I was going to turn left into a parking lot to buy some dog food. And as I'm pulling uh, left to the stoplight before the parking lot, the cell phone rings, so I pick it up instead of going Bluetooth. And sure enough, there's a sheriff right behind me. Uh. So I pull to the parking lot, and he pulls me over. So I have to tell my, my client that I've got to call them back. Bum, bum. Really, really nice sheriff. Mm-hmm. And where goes, was this? Where was this? What city? This is on the way down here. So this, this was um, in Solana Beach on the way okay, over here. Just to want to get a little. Okay. Little, so anyhow, so he pulls me over. Bearings. Really, really nice guy. And mm-hmm. I said, I said, sir, I said, you're going to let me off from this ticket. You're not going to give me the ticket. And here's why. I said, because two weeks ago, you pulled my wife, Mary, over for speeding. She was trying to make a right-hand turn on Coast Highway, and she sped up. And, you know, Mary drives. Well, we've got a great GTO in the parking lot. We'll talk how, about that later. But Mary know, sped how, wait up to minute, make how, a wait, right. Wait, wait, wait. How do you know it was the same officer? Because he was a really nice guy, and Mary described the guy to me. Oh. <laughs> so I got lucky. <laughs> Richard, but it was. Are, but it was. Oh, so my anyway, God, Richard. How high I said, can so you she sped up. I said, she sped up. You know, Mary uh, drives this Mercedes AMG uh-huh. that can go 180 miles an hour. Okay. I said, I said two weeks ago, you gave my wife a speeding ticket. She was really upset because later that day, we were driving down to the desert for the tennis tournament. And all she was doing was speeding up to get in front of somebody because Uh there was a line of cars behind that somebody to make a right-hand turn. And she said, you were like the nicest sheriff she's ever met. And she admits she was going 57 in a 45, but she was really upset. I said, so, but you're going to let me off today because today is Tuesday and it's a two-for-one family deal on Tuesdays. Taco Tuesday. (laughs) And he goes, he goes, you know, you really should have just used Bluetooth. I said, yeah, I know, but I was just about to turn into this parking lot to buy dog food. So I just grabbed the call because I was going to be sitting here before I ran in to get dog food. He goes, he goes, well, sir, I've, I've heard a lot of excuses. He goes, but I've never heard two for one Tuesday before. You win the originality prize. I'm going to let you go. Uh, How about that? I got the same ticket now this over one, by the Vista Courthouse recently. Now, okay. Is, but is, you got the ticket? I got the ticket. I didn't use a two for, two for one Tuesday. Oh, so. my God. Okay. So now, I, so anyway, then I call Mary. I go, you won't believe just what happened. And you know what Mary says? She goes, well, now you got to pay half my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You pay all of it, actually. And actually, that's probably what the, the upshot is going to be anyway. But uh, was the officer from Solana Beach or the... Well, sheriff. Oh, county sheriff. Sheriff. Yeah, county. Do they... Now, do they... Oh, did, now they don't uh, get you for speeding. They get you... Because they don't that, have radar, that, do that's they? That's a non... Well, no, Mary got pulled over for speeding, but... By a sheriff? By sheriff, yeah. Well, she must have been going damn fast, so... Well, her car goes... Like I said, her car goes, goes up to 180. Now, I didn't realize this, but he told me that he said that the, um, the phone violation isn't a moving ticket violation. 
Well, I'm glad we have a lawyer no around. Points this. Yeah, I, I'm glad yeah, no points. Yeah, no points. Well, I got a parking ticket. But I didn't get one. All right. So I didn't I, get one. So I get so. a parking meter ticket uh, in San Diego about, I don't know, two months ago. And I'm run, you know, rushing to the car just as she gets there. Uh, and uh, they what they do is they block you in. Yeah, they park with behind their, you. No, right. not behind on the side because oh, I was the side. on the side. Okay. And um, and I'm talking. I said I'm explaining. You know, I was just a meeting that that day, and 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 she hadn't written up the ticket yet. And well, I'm in the car now. I'm trying to pull out. I go, you know, just for the record, uh, if if you weren't blocking me in, I could be leaving right now. She goes, well, I'm going to give you a ticket anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking this is like false imprisonment or something, right. you know. So I actually I paid the fine, and then you can go down and have an administrative hearing. By the way, these tickets, I don't. It's not the, they're not empl- the, the the company that issues these things is not the city of San Diego. They outsource it to some other company. You pay your right. ticket to Irvine, and I go into this administrative hearing nine o'clock in the morning downtown, and uh, and the first thing she tells me, she goes, "I'm not an employee of the city, and you can appeal this if you want." And she was a nice gal, went through the whole litany of everything, and uh, they still find you liable because I guess they have to pay their their rent. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I could fi- fight it again, and, and I do think false imprisonment. Of a, I mean, I know it's not the technical definition because, you know, you have to, I could always get out of the car and run down the block, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's probably good that you didn't do she that. Go, she goes, uh, in the, in the issue, you know, a written thing. And she said, uh, false imprisonment is not an, uh, you know, an argument, but I think it is. And okay. anyway, so much for our meter made and, and, uh, well, I think I know I now owe half my wife's speeding ticket. Yes, you I didn't do. Get yes, ticket. you do. I, mean, I didn't get a cell phone violation. Yes, you do. Two so, for one Tuesday, folks. Remember yeah. that one. Just don't use it on the guy I used it on. No. It won't be original anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, over the weekend, I was watching, I don't know if it was on um, uh, UCSD TV or whatever, but Dr. Sylvia Terra, who went to UCSD in uh, biochemistry, she got some kind of a highfalutin degree, but she's become an expert on fat because she's always, was trying, always trying to lose weight. And uh, she said fat's actually a good thing. She's written a book on it. And I hope within a few weeks, uh, or at least a, you know maybe in the next couple months, we'll get her on. She lives, I, I believe, up in San Fran. But Got a lot of notoriety. She was in the New York Times and, and everything else. So, uh, but very interesting stuff. The book is called The Secret of Fat. And I think we've demonized fat too much, and we've probably eaten too many too many other bad things that have caused an obesity problem. But, but we'll leave that for another discussion. And uh, there you have it. This uh, building the wall, Richard. This uh, billions that the president wants to spend on our San Diego wall. I'm going to tell you. I don't know if it's the rain. And we'll get the we'll get an opinion from our guests later on. But I think we've be, we've become have some of the worst street surfaces in in the country here now. And I don't know if that's uh, can't they come well, up with um, a- Mary and I ran the San Diego Half Marathon two Sundays ago, mm-hmm. and we spent the whole thirteen point one miles jumping over potholes. Isn't that ridiculous? It's ridiculous. I mean, if they're going to spend federal money on a wall, I'd rather have them spend it on our streets and sewers. I, I mean, the and- kind of potholes that where if you stepped in one, you'd break yeah. your ankle. Yeah. But yeah. I think our homeless and our street, I mean, those are two major issues, and, and transportation and, and rush hours, of course. But anyway, but we digress. Um, we always digress. Yes. Uh, welcoming back to the show, we have a guest on who's been with us uh, almost from the beginning, I think from the very beginning. Close to it. And this is, uh, you know, another uh, an encore appearance. Uh, but uh, she's one of the premier estate planning attorneys and, and specializes in asset protection. She's up in North County, and her name is Brenda Geiger. Brenda, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. <laughs> It's the Geiger Law Office, and you are, where is your office? Tell us again. Um, we're in Carlsbad, about a mile east of the five. There you go. And you drove the GTO down. <laughs> my husband took my car out to Anza Borrego Desert, so yes. Okay. Brenda has an orange officer, listen to this, an orange GTO 68 with uh, the plates GTO Law, which is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of inherited this car, right? 
Well, I bought it from my late uncle's estate. Yeah, yeah sort yeah. of. She gave me a, a smoking deal on it, so. But that is a cool-looking car, and I do think the monkeys had something that looked like, and I'm going to have to look it up. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Brenda, just for the benefit of some listeners who may not have heard uh, heard you before, can you give us a little thumbnail sketch on, your, on uh, you know, born and raised in education, and then we'll get into some uh, issues uh, relevant to your profession? Well, I'm originally from Wisconsin. I moved out here as a teenager with my dad and went to University of San Diego for undergrad. Go Toreros. Law school. Uh Go Toreros. And um, been in practice for 13 years and have had my law firm in the Carlsbad area for the last 10. And um, we we have seven employees at our practice. Mm -hmm. And we specialize in the area of estate planning, uh, trust administration, asset protection, and elder law. There we and go. business planning. There we go. And been at it for a while, right? I mean. Um, yeah, about 13 years. Yeah. Just like. Well, a, thir- mm-hmm. She's one of my rookie sponsors at only 13 years. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we got people who've been 30. But 13 still a long time. Um, so, Brenda, we're airing this show the same night that you're doing a book signing. So we're going to, you know, sort of put this out there for social media first. You've got a book signing that the happened, same day. That happened today. That happened, that's happening as we speak, so to speak. Happened earlier today. But where, where and when, just so we can use this well, for social ha- media. Well, I can. I know that. Hey, it, Joe, answer it. It's going to be 1 o'clock. It was at 1 o'clock at the Barnes & Noble in Encinitas. Right. But uh, for people hearing this um, Before, you know, beforehand. Get uh, out there. Yeah, there you go. Get out Barnes there. & Noble, one of the, probably the last best bookstore chain in town, right? I don't think there's, who's left? The Crown's gone, they're all gone. You only have some of the private resale. Yeah, Barnes & Noble's yeah. are, are, Hazard Center's another nice one, but they're, yeah, they're nice stores. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like an experience in there. I think that's why they're able to, to stay competitive. Do they still have the coffee place and uh, coffee in there and everything else? They do. Else? Oh, they do. Good. They have, I think it's a Starbucks inside there. Yeah, yeah. it's a Starbucks, that's right. There was the, what was the big one in Mission Valley years ago that um, that when they went away? I don't know if it was Crown. It was another another chain. I, so anyway, I those of you listening early, get out there on Saturday at <laughs> 1 o'clock. Um, El Camino Real and Lucadia Boulevard. Yes. Right off of there, that one, the Barnes and Noble. One uh, Well, for her, her latest book, Safeguarding the Nest, the fourth, fourth edition, a California estate planning guide, so every, anything you need to know about that. But this is... Uh, and by the way, Brenda, you forgot to sign mine. <laughs> oh. These are nice books. We'll do and, it on the break. And if you go to her website, which okay, we'll tell you about, you can get a free so we can book. Sign so. it now on but the break. Anyway, we're going to come right back with Brenda Geiger, estate planning expert attorney, right after this. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back with some great guests. That was, that was Brenda's GTO driving up. There we go. <laughs> We're going to get smart with Brenda Geiger, all about estate planning, asset protection, and I uh, hope you enjoyed her her wonderful appearance today at uh, Barnes & Noble and Sunitas. She signed my book. Yeah. I'm and Joey, get... you learned something about GTOs? Yes, we did. What is that? Well, um, Brenda has a 68 GTO, but the monkeys, I said, this looks like a lot like the car the monkeys used to have on their TV show, and I looked that up, and it was a 66 GTO. So, Justin, second half of the show, you got to pull out the monkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, how about May 12th? Should we talk about that uh, before we get back into it, uh, Brenda? Yeah, let's do that. She's got a trust and estate symposium. Now, this is more... The award-winning f- radio show, IYMoney.com, is one of the esteemed sponsors of that event. Wonderful. So I'm sure we can get more information about it. <clears throat> it's more designed for um, a continuing education of uh, uh, people in the legal profession and accounting profession, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mm-hmm. insurance professionals. So if A ninth year, right? Yeah. This is our ninth year. And you moved it this year. We ran out of space at the uh, Museum of Making Music in Carlsbad, so we went to 
move it to the uh, Loma, Loma Santa Fe Country Club. Yeah, Solana Beach. Right there in Solana Beach. So that's 830. Off of Loma Santa Fe Drive. 838 to 430P. So if you're an attorney or you want to get your attorney or accountant over there to get to get up to date on these matters, uh, look it up on our website. Got some, got some great speakers. Can you tell us some quick things about them? I know one, David Fries, has been a guest on our show. That's right. And uh, we, we did a show. He was on the phone with us, and I think Brenda was in studio. Was that? The, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was great. And Don Meredith, tell us about him, Tactical Income, Inc. So he's going to be talking about Delaware Statutory Trusts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a way to do a 1031 exchange um, into a trust. So if you want to get out of property that's uh, got capital gains issues, mm-hmm. But you want to have an income stream, so he's going to be. That it's something that he uh, has expertise in. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Freeze is going to be talking about uh, family meetings and also some business development uh, topics. Mm-hmm. Steve Oceans. I know Steve Oceans' dad, Dick Oceans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Steve's Steve took be... over his dad's practice. I don't know if Dick is still active or not in Las Vegas. Yeah, he's going to. Ta- it looks like the ta- the top ten overlooked asset protection ideas that will help you better plan to protect your clients and. In this year, and yeah. then and then Jeff Seaman. I don't know Jeff. Who is Jeff? Um, Jeff works at City National Bank, but he used to be at BNY Mellon as one of their uh, tactical estate advisors. He's an an attorney as well as I think an MBA. Okay. He's got an MBA and then a TEP. Whatever that. What's a TEP? Not even sure what that. I don't know what that, sure what that <laughs> is. But I know he's a JD too. Yeah. Is he out of the LA office? I believe so. Century City, yes. it looks Century, like. Okay, yeah. So looks the like um, that. City National Bank, that was the um, Goldsmith family. Yeah. He, he's gonna, looks like he's going to talk about uh, how an asset swap between your client and their irrevoca- irrevocable trust can leverage. I the, just say irrevocable because it's easier. Irrevo- okay, that's Even though it's not right. <laughs> anyway, deal, dealing with the uh, Section 1014 step up in basis. So this is, gets very technical, folks. So get your attorneys and your accountants over there. <laughs> but you, you might have 100 people, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're that's what our goal is this year. We had close to eighty last year. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is they get five hours of um, of continuing education credit, which I guess every everybody in the profession you you know you have to keep. We got to renew those licenses. Yeah. So it'll be a great event. Yeah. At a country club, probably some yeah. nice little munchies there during the yeah. break, right? Yep. <laughs> I used to be food. a member at Lomas. They have great food. I'm over at Morgan Run now. Well, the nice thing about those, you know, you're in a venue where you know you got to. Look out the window. It's beautiful. It's a, probably a beautiful day, and it's a great way to uh, you know get in, you know get your your. Uh, but we need credits. to tell everybody, Brenda, the uh, nice sheriff who pulled me over. He works that strip, and that hill, going down the hill, people love to speed, even though it's only thirty-five, because going down a hill that looks like a freeway to the freeway. <laughs> so we want to warn all the guests when you leave: don't go over thirty-five, because it's probably the largest revenue generator for traffic tickets in Solana Beach, that stretch of the hill heading back down to Highway 5. Well, usually, don't they give you a, a 10 over? Uh, usually they'll give you... Yeah, a, people fly down they, this hill, Joe. They I go mean, 55 or I 60 mean, just because it's so easy. If it's 42, I mean, they're going to... Right, but if you just take your foot off the brake, your car goes but 40. But if you're, if you're going 48, 52, 55, okay, yeah. I get it. But. but anyway, Loma Santa Fe, it's going to be a great event. May 12th, I'm going to be there. All right. Brenda's going to be there, and there's some great speakers. Wonderful. Yeah, and don't check your cell phone even when you're sitting at a stoplight, because right. that's how I got my ticket. That's really? how you got just sitting yep. there. Yeah. My mom texted me, and I looked down at my phone, and he goes, "He was the motorcycle cop pulled me right over." He didn't even see the phone. He just saw you look down. Yep. Oh my God, these guys are. There's a really... brand new law that came into effect. January Do not look 1st, down. Distracted driving. Distracted driving. I wasn't well, even driving though. I, was I know. Just sitting there. And you weren't even distracted. <laughs> well. 
I think amongst um, teenager, you know, young drivers who are distracted, you know, there's um, obviously teenagers are distracted anyway. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm but, telling you, was right. <laughs> give them a phone. Your kids aren't teenagers yet, are they, Brenda? No, close. they're nine and eleven. Boy, you don't know what you have coming. But I didn't say that. <laughs> well, get yourself a nice little Prius, and you can just hit a button and say, "Call Richard Musio Mobile," yep. and it does that all for you. I think it's great. Yeah. And then you're distracted anyway. Talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't use the cell phone in my in my uh, GTO because it's too loud. Ah. Yeah. Like I couldn't hear anything anyways. So. Oh, because the car's too loud. Yes. Yeah. Vroom. Okay. <laughs> but see, the distraction is the fact that your brain is doing something else. It has nothing to do with having a device in your hand. It's well, the fact true. that your brain is doing something. And else. I'm not even. Yeah. You know, and these new cars coming out with the huge uh, computer screens. I mean, come on. Uh, I know. You know, you can be picking music out and, sh- and doing some Amazon I, shopping. I see people reading books on their steering wheel driving down the freeway. Oh, you're oh. kidding me. No, and I'm like, you should get a ticket for that. Uh, what I happened to the, the new what happened to the days when the ladies yeah, were just doing, ma- doing their mascara in the uh, rearview mirror or whatever? <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> you yeah. ever seen that, Richard, putting on the ladies? Yes, I've seen that. I've seen that. And I've seen guys shaving, too, with their electric razor, too. I've seen that. I've been flying down the freeway with my wife driving. She's like, can you hold the steering wheel for me? i got to do something. <laughs> Boy, we're talking a lot about sorry, estate honey. law. Estate yeah, law. No, I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get into with Brenda and talk about what are some of the uh, pressing uh, or most interesting well, and The book, issues. Safeguarding the Nest. We've okay. got to talk about that first. All right, let's do that. Safeguarding the Nest. Okay. Okay. Well, um, um, let's you go you got some top 10 favorites of mistakes people make, Brenda, because, well, like you, I've seen every bad mistake people can make here. Well, let's just look at a, a chapter Pick one here. out, Joe. Yeah, f- uh, five things every parent must know. What, do you th- what are yeah, a couple so in there? That chapter is about uh, protecting minor children. So I think not having some kind of documentation in place to say, here's what happens if my spouse and I become incapacitated or if we died, mm-hmm. who's in charge? or who, who do we want to be in charge and, and have mm. custody? So um, one of the things that I sometimes see in estate plans that I review is they have that couched in the will, Mm. which that's kind of like the way that it was done in the past. But Mm -hmm. in our office, we do a separate guardianship standalone document so Mm. that in the event there's an incapacity, we don't have to open up the estate plan in court when we're trying to get a guardian appointed. Mm. So it's just a, a way to protect the privacy of your client. Right, if they have one particular relative that, boy, I sure don't want, uh, you know, the kids to wind up with him or her in the event something bad. So yeah, that would be a negative guardianship document. Yeah. So there's a... Oh, you could do it a couple of ways. Yeah, huh? there's okay. a... It, occasionally we've done that where we have a, a negative guardianship too that says under no circumstance do I want yeah. my brother Bob or whatever to take custody of our kids. Yeah, and of course if you want to disinherit them too, that's another thing. <laughs> What was I reading the other day? Oh, I think the, you didn't want to talk about the president, but I think he did disinherit one of the daughters, I, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I have to look that up. I hope I'm not, I hope it's not slanderous or libelous <laughs> oh, defamation. Got to be careful. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody got cut out. <laughs> so, Brenda, one of my favorites, tell me if this is in the book, uh, first spouse dies. Usually that's the husband. Um and nobody bothers to um, do anything or contact the estate planning attorney. Is that a bad mistake? Does that happen a lot? Yeah, I mean, for two reasons. Uh, one, the estate plan probably has some kind of funding formula in it that says what happens when one spouse dies. And right. if you don't follow the instructions in the trust, you could be liable to other beneficiaries that would later inherit. Mm-hmm. The second problem is that there is uh, trust administration that needs to occur. 
and you want to make sure that you do all the you follow all the legal rules that you have to so that you don't get sued later. So yeah, well, pe- people here in California generally know that when the first spouse dies, there's no estate tax to be paid just by definition, unlimited yeah. marital deduction. So they think, well, I don't have to but, do anything then. But not always. I, I know, had not a, always. I right? had a case just come in. They had gifted $10 million back in 2012. Mm-hmm. So neither of them have much of an exemption. Right. They have a joint trust. It was set up as an AB trust, but had some weird funding language in it that said their exemption should be applied to their separate trusts. Okay. And their separate trusts have significant assets in them as well. So that in that case, um, they don't. They're and they're in the other trusts are leading them to their kids. Hmm. Right. So well, let's hold that thought and find and get to the conclusion of that. Here's a little monkeys music, and we'll come yeah, back with monkeys. Brenda Geiger. Hey, right hey, after. we're the monkeys. We'll come back with Brenda Geiger right after this. Hang on. Hey, hey we're the monkeys. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where we like to thank our sponsors. And first and foremost among them is ABC Family Law, headed up by attorneys Sharon Blanchet and Lisa Christensen and all the great women who work in their office. Now Richard has some more. Yeah, Michael, Mickey, Peter, and Davey, who are the monkeys, are not our sponsors. <laughs> but we do have some great sponsors, including ABC Law. That would be UBS. Michael Caranta and UBS could not do the show without them. Also, it's tax season. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs in San Marcos, California. Also, Signature Analytics with Jason at Kruger CPA, a more niche market CFO service firm. Also, our great friend, Joel Grushkin, with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Boy, has he ever helped some people I know improve their cash flow with that depreciation from cost segregation. Also, Sean Puckett, who heads up the San Diego Regional Office of Mechanics Bank, formerly known as California Republic Bank, a great niche niche market bank serving the needs of wealthy families and families that are in the real estate business. Also, speaking about the repeal of Obamacare, how about Hub International Employee Benefits? Great firm with Neil Staley, formerly known as Mars Maddox. Things are changing in the employee benefits field. Hub International will do a great job once we know what the new rules are going to be. That's going to be a very interesting experience getting that through Congress. Also, Tony Lombardi, the Lombardi Group and the LG Experience, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Next, our great friend, Paul Hines. Paul, of course, heads up Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, and he is the catalyst behind SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent financial abuse of the elderly. We can talk to Brenda about that a little bit as well. Also, Geiger Law Office. Of course, Brenda is this week's guest, so I won't say too much about that. But again, May 12th, Loma Santa Fe Country Club. Come on out for some continuing education credits. Also, our great friend, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management. Let me tell you exactly how to use Elite Lifestyle Management. I have no time, Joe, right? So I'm supposed to have dinner with Bocelli in Tuscany on Thursday night, August 3rd. That's all been arranged, but I need to find a place to stay in the little village near his farm. In Voltaire, so Elite Lifestyle Management and Michelle did a great job of arranging that, so I can go have dinner with Bocelli on Thursday night, August third. And by the way, I'm going to miss taping the show that weekend because I can't get back from Italy in time. So again, Elite Lifestyle Management—they will take care of all kinds of things to save you time, like when you need to go have dinner with Bocelli. <laughs> okay. okay, and he's going to sing during dinner, right? He's going to sing before. You know, he has El Teatro de Silencio, his little theater in his orchard. 
Hmm. So he's going to do a little private showing for some of his buds. What city in Italy do we know? Well, he lives outside of Voltaire, which is about 60 kilometers from Florence in Tuscany. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, and then, of course, Servant Leadership Institute just had their great national conference a couple of weeks ago. ServantLeadershipInstitute.com. They'll be coming back next year. That was actually their ninth, just like Brenda Geiger's ninth symposium. Hmm. So next year, they'll both be 10 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry, Joe. What else can we do? Well, we have the Berry Good Food Foundation headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lyrac with all the great programs in food and sustainability they do throughout the year. They do four shows with us, and they do, of course, the very the uh, annual uh, Berry Good Night Dinner at her estate every June. I'm looking forward to that. And also, Lestat's Coffee Houses, they now have three, the original Normal Heights, University Heights, and Hillcrest, all open 24-7, 365, all great food all the time and made on site and always crowded. And, of course, they have music and entertainment at the one in Normal Heights still, and their open mic is always packed. So if you have a routine, Brenda or Richard, uh, sign up and get down there. <clears throat> is there any great estate planning humor, Brenda? We could go down and do a joint open well, mic. Well, before we get to that, though, uh, uh, we do have a sponsor tab on our website, iymoney.com. And if you want to know anything more about any uh, or all of our sponsors, there's a drop-down menu there, and you just click on it, and you can get all their contact information and bio and everything else. And uh, I know many have been working with Richard for many years with great success, correct? Going on 30 years in some cases. There we go. <laughs> It's a long time. So back to Brenda. What was your question? Well, Richard? no, Brenda was mentioning that sometimes when the first spouse dies— there is a state tax to pay. I've also seen that, Brenda, when we have multiple marriages and the 80-year-old husband dies, leaving behind the 31-year-old wife who is younger than his children. But, of course, the kids get some assets and so some, some estate tax to pay at that, yeah. that passing. That's somewhat um, not uncommon here in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, this is a long-term marriage with, you know, the same children. Yeah. But just the way that their present plan is set up, and that's how they want to continue the plan to be. So I did inform them, you know, there's going to be an estate tax at the death of the first spouse and, you know. Yeah, and I, I've seen it a few times. But uh, you had mentioned, those, brought something up before the break, talking about that story. Um, one of the biggest mistakes, I think, is failure to fund your trusts both while yeah. both spouses are living. And then you had mentioned after the first one. That's probably the biggest. I was reviewing a trust this morning that was drafted in 1982. Okay. And it's with his ex-wife. Wow. Not even worth, you know. And and his property's not funded to it, and his business is not funded to it, so it's just pretty much a dead vehicle on the side of the road at this point. But right, but by funding, what do you mean? Because some of our listeners don't speak estate tax legalese it, like we do. It just means um, that you've moved the asset to be owned by the trust. So, for example, if my wife and I own a house, instead of Mary and Richard as community property, we would put it as Mary and Richard co-trustees of the Museo Living Trust. Exactly. But there's another thing that goes on here, which is called asset alignment, which is a more accurate name than Mm -hmm. funding because uh, life insurance and retirement accounts do not get funded to your trust. They're handled by a beneficiary designation form, but they need to be taken into account with the entire estate plan to make sure that everything's exactly how the client like would want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I know assets sometimes don't get funded because people finance or refinance houses and lenders hate having properties in the names of living trusts. So they mm-hmm. say, take it out and do it as an individual. And then what happens? Yep. People forget to put it back in. Mm-hmm. I just had it happen to a client um, that came in to sign their trust documents or restatement documents last week. It's been out of trust title since 2005 and they had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I read recently, uh, more, maybe more than recently, about uh, you know these politicians when when they get elected, they're supposed to disclose their assets or try to even judges, I suppose, when they uh, get appointed to a to a bench. Um, but the subject of a blind trust came up, and I wonder if that's a, is that a vehicle 
maybe you could describe what it is. Is it something only politicians use, or is it would it be wise to use in some other circumstances? Um, I don't have any experience with that, so I'm going to mm-hmm. defer to... Uh, well, like Mitt Romney, I, I mean, you use it mainly for asset protection in the sense that, well, I th- well, I that think you're you not necessarily aware of who's behind it. Yeah. It has no estate planning application. Okay. But Brenda, so here's the risk, though, uh, or talk about the risk of not funding your trust. Let's assume husband and wife do have significant assets. They've taken the mansion out and the vacation home out because they refied. Their private jet goes down, they both die, and none of their assets are in the living trust. And they're California residents. Then it's going through a probate. Probate. That's well, it's not a four-letter word, but it should be. It should be, yeah. <laughs> Especially pro- now that we're down to two judges. Yeah, mm. but I mean, what is probate, and why is it not necessarily what people usually want? Um, it, on average, costs five times more than doing a trust administration, mm. and it's a pretty time-consuming. An easy one might get through in sixteen to twenty-four months in San Diego County, oh or pretty much anywhere in California. Right. And then it's open to public inspection, so. You know, your whole entire life is now open for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. So speaking of thrillers, did Michael Jackson have a living trust or did he have to go through probate? He did, I believe. And he now the IRS is demanding 500,000 plus 200. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, no, 500, 500 million. million plus 200 million additional in penalties. Wow. And it's all because of his name and likeness. I so read about that. The value of his name and likeness. Well, yeah. yeah, a lot of deceased uh, celebrities become more <laughs> valuable uh, after they pass. I think Prince is the one that had no will or anything, though, right? Yes, that's correct. There's a guy. You know, he's going to the artist formerly known yeah, as Prince. Yeah, yes. that's going to cost uh, his. Speaking of GTOs, he did Little Red Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Great song. You can play that if you want to, Justin. If you could find it. If you can find but, it. But um, so any Prince case, died without a will. The, but of course, he wasn't a. I think he was a Minnesota resident, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to me, the, the worst thing is being that public. I've done some research in the probate just for fun of famous people who died without a living trust. And it's, it's amazing how unprivate it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's got to be hard on the family. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a stressful process that if you don't have to go through it, I wouldn't. Yeah, I agree totally. We've got about less than a minute to the break. I know there's some uh, California legislation that's, uh, that's uh, been introduced, uh, I, I guess, in anticipation of what may happen at the federal level. So uh, maybe when we come back from the break, we can discuss that a little bit, would you say? How about yeah. that? We know there's going to be significant tax reform. Yeah, we'll find we'll out. Talk we'll, about we'll come back with Brenda Geiger and state planning right after this. Hang on. Oh, I hate to stop the music. That's great. It's in honor of... Brenda's GTO parked out in the lot right now, that, that nice orange mobile. Yes, and in the spirit of full disclosure, my mother Dolores was Brian Wilson's psychiatric nurse for a number of months back when he <laughs> wandered away from Malibu to walk barefooted all the way down to Mexico, but only made it as far as that tree in Balboa Park by the Laurel Street Bridge. But then she had to care for you, so he was out of the picture. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Anyway, before the break, we were talking about some, some potential laws in California impacting estate planning, and um, we, we don't know too much about that yet, do we, uh, Brenda? What's your opinion or thoughts on what's going on? Um, there was a bill introduced, um, and it was uh, a California senator or uh, congressman, and it was Weiner, Weiner? Yes, Scott Weiner. Um, that basically if the federal estate tax exemption is repealed, that they're basically California uh, implementing an estate tax here because mm-hmm. they're going to lose revenue. That's because California gets a little piece of federal revenue when a California 
taxpayer pays the mm-hmm. state tax. I'm all for tax relief and tax reform. I just, uh, where are they going to replace? I mean, well, the question, Joe, is will there be any significant change at the federal level in the yeah. state tax from full scale repeal? Where presumably, if there is full scale repeal, and Brenda, you can chime in here, that means we probably would lose what we call step up and basis to a large extent. Yeah, to or just there'd some be an exemption for, for an for exemption. a certain amount, like maybe five million per person. Mm. Because my the, the lobbying firm that I work with back in D.C. Um, says there will be major tax reform this year. We just don't know what form the final version will be, and whether or not it will include a state and gift tax, or it will be limited to only income tax. But something yeah. significant will happen here in 2017. Will they? Are they going to find a way to replace that lost revenue, or don't they care? Well, Brenda, talk about step up in basis, if you could. Well, when anybody passes away and they leave property that normally would be subject to a capital gains, like a house or business or mm-hmm. stock. Right. A lot of people buy something at 100000 bucks. By the time they die, their house is worth a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and if they sold that during their lifetime, you know, not including their section 121 exclusion from gain if it's their house. Assume it's a rental. But if it's a rental, you have a gain that you have to pay if it went up $500,000 in value and, you know, you've got to pay capital gains tax on the Mm -hmm. 500,000 it went up. So at death, that goes away. There's a step up in basis when that person dies if they own it when they die. Mm -hmm. So So you can sell it with no income tax being paid the next day. Yeah. Uh, Huh. So it's a great deal. Really? It's, that's also been something that uh, has been on their radar for some time. Well, it was on the Obama administration's radar. Yeah, for sure. And I think it was on Hillary Clinton's. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, to the extent we got rid of the estate tax, we most likely would lose a good chunk of that benefit of step-up in basis. It might be limited to the first $5 million of assets or something. And given that the heirs usually sell everything when mom and dad die, um, it would really change the focus of planning to income tax planning, yeah. which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Which we already kind of have, we're already kind of having to do that because our state tax exemption is so high. We do have to worry about built-in gains depending on how we structure things in our trusts. Yeah, I mean, it's, all, it's almost five and a half million for spouse now, right? The exemption? Yeah, five million four hundred ninety thousand. Yeah, right, yeah. right under five million. Hmm. Now, this book that uh, that was. Um, you presented today at uh, Barnes and Noble. This is what number book? Because I see you have several here. There's two, four. This is your uh, sixth book, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's actually the very first book that I wrote, but it's in its fourth edition. Gotcha. State okay. law yeah. planning and so on change. Yeah. So when things change, you know, every couple of years, I will update a book, and add some text and and update the tax. And if our like listeners would like one of the prior books, just go on your, your website, which is what Geiger Law Office. Yes, geigerlawoffice.com. And it's G-E-I-G-E-R, and you can order one of these books for yourself. And Brenda's right by the airport up in Carlsbad, so you high, high, high net worth individuals with your private jets (laughs) just fly in. (laughs) So Brenda, the hands on the cover, is this one of the kids? No, that's actually a stock Stock photo, but I've been asked that over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Lenny actually was kind of small when that book first came out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So there's one chapter to the 25 most common estate planning mistakes. Can we just offer a yeah, Number one is dying. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can we offer a few of those for our listeners? Yeah, I think one of the things that I've seen in the past is uh, people always seem to put their child on their bank account. So they'll have a bank account and they'll be out of the trust and they'll put their child on there. And if they have any significant amount of money in the account, they don't realize that now if their child experiences a lawsuit... Um, or creditor issue or divorce, there's a possibility that that 
child's creditors could come after that account if it, if they made it into a joint tenancy type well, it's a account. likelihood not just a possibility yeah, especially if you give them yeah. a credit card right yeah. they... <laughs> so um and you've inadvertently made your child a gift which right. depending on the size of the bank account you know could be something that you have to file a 709 gift tax return you have that that obligation to do that so a lot of people just don't know what they don't know yeah right but speaking of that also with regarding regarding retirement accounts and IRAs and so on here in California, I know there's some things we have to be very careful about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially in the blended family context when you're putting a beneficiary on those kinds of accounts. Is that mm. what you, where you were going with that, that? That's where I'm going with that, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Um, we So you we use a thing called that. a retirement account trust, right? Yeah, we call them retirement protector trusts. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're called IRA trusts, but it's a special type of a trust that can help uh, the the beneficiary have a stretch out of that money until they're 85 mm-hmm. and creditor protect it from a divorcing spouse, a creditor lawsuit or a bankruptcy. And we had a U.S. Supreme Court case on that in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause here's, I've seen this once where somebody did not do good planning with regarding protecting their retirement account. It went to a creditor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was bad enough. Yeah. But that's deemed a taxable distribution. Well, the entire account went to the creditor and the client owed like 40% income taxes on it. Oh, but there was no asset awful. left. It's yeah. horrible. I mean, that's there was awful. a, so yeah, um, protecting the retirement accounts. And we joke here in California, the only two things people own are really expensive real estate and large retirement accounts. Yeah. And that's typically what is in the estate at death is the, the house and the retirement account. Right. I mean, you know, among other things, but yeah. typically those are the two things most commonly. Um, we seem to have a lot of those estates where those are the assets. Maybe a couple of rental properties, too. Yeah. How about this one, mistake 17, using the wrong assets to fund a gift to a charity? That's interesting. You want to Well, that's about? what we call, um, you would really rather um, have income and respective decedent type IRD assets. Assets that, like, for instance, a retirement account that's not Roth. That ha- that's going to have some tax. If a beneficiary inherits it, they're going to have to pay income tax mm-hmm. when they withdraw. But if you gave that same account to a charity, the charity doesn't pay taxes. So they're going to get a much greater benefit. So if you have charitable intent, that's an easy, like a low-hanging fruit kind of idea. Yeah, or another example, instead of giving the charity, if you want to make a huge gift, $500,000 of cash, give them your $500,000 rental that you have no cost basis left During in, your life, yeah. During your life, and they will sell it and pay no tax because they're tax-exempt. Hmm. And you get to deduct the entire value of the 500000 Oh, that's smart. It is smart. Yeah. That's why I do what I do, Joe, because I'm smart. <laughs> that's why we played Get Smart. <laughs> well, Chief, would you believe? Now, what's this about not contacting an attorney after the death of the first spouse? I mentioned yeah, that already. Yeah, we just went yeah. over yeah. that earlier. Okay. Yeah. Pay attention, Joe. Okay. <laughs> Contact your attorney, for gosh sake. Please you know. do that. <laughs> Please do that. And here's one, not doing an estate plan while a divorce is pending. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, so a lot of people make that mistake that they've got a, a pending divorce and they've already got existing estate planning documents for health care and power of attorney that lists their spouse that they're about to become divorced from as mm. their agent, and they should immediately change those. You, They can even set up a trust even if they don't have the ability mm-hmm. to fund it right away mm-hmm. um, because then it'll be ready to go once the assets are separated. Oh, you see that? That's when the two specialties should collaborate, you know, the ABC Family Law and the Geyer Law Office. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do, do you know them, Brenda, ABC? Um, I, I think I've We've got to make sure everybody meets, Joe. Where yeah. are they located? They are downtown. They're one, two blocks east of Hobnob Hill. They're on 2nd yeah. and, I believe, Juniper. I love Hobnob uh, Hill. Yeah. How come they're not a sponsor? Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll work. work on it. <laughs> 
You know, we should have a sponsor event, Richard, and I've been thinking we we could do this Har- do Harbor Cruise thing uh, maybe, maybe within the, the next three to six months. That'd we'll have fun. all the sponsors together. Uh, that'd be fun. It would that'd be. That'd be fun. It would be. And Lila Roche said he would help us with that. Cool. So. By the way, i got to give a plug. This is kind of off the topic, but if you like t- uh, local canned tuna, we're almost done with the show anyway. Uh, Tommy Gomes, they have it at Catalina Ocean Products. They have their own local show. canned tuna. Great so. Food. so those of you listening to the show before the show, come out to Barnes & Noble Saturday at 1. There you go. Those of you listening after the show, make sure you get in touch with Brenda Geiger at Geiger Law. Yeah, for May 12th, uh, the symposium there. So Brenda Geiger, thanks for being our guest. Thank Richard, you. great seeing you again. Justin Hart, our board operator, thanks for making us sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blank, our con executive, and Dave Sniff, our programming genius here. KFB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iWinMoney.com. And next week is Dr. Browner's Magic Soaps. David and Michael. See you next week. Bye bye.